Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to Podswoggle, a wrestling podcast with entertainment. Uh, I am your interim host, Rip Cammy. Uh, Christopher Mullet is away on assignment uh, to the medical ward. Uh, <laughs> local medical facility. The local medical facility. Uh, we, uh, he, he's he fine. Feels he's better. Sick. Yeah, he's yeah. just got a cold. He's got a, he's got a big a old cold. Baby bitch cold. Oh, a big cold, you say? A big old cold. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, joining me this week are... Um, Three of the other uh, six members of the Swaggle Squad here. Uh, in, I'm just going to take a blind swing at this one, Nashville, Tennessee, it is Michael Whitten. You got it, baby. I'm home. Yeah. I'm home in Nashville. Uh, feeling good. Feeling great. Uh, yeah, I just like being home. That's Me too, man. Nice. Hmm. What a nice thought. And uh, uh, next door to his home uh, and sitting across from me, uh, in my living room here in Chicago is Spencer. That's right. It's me. It was me all along, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> wow, oh, I, son of a bitch. <laughs> I didn't quite expect these revelations so early. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere. And speaking of I ain't going nowhere <laughs> in the morning when we wake up in New York is Tope. You could have made that so much easier and said, speaking of going nowhere, and I would have said, thanks, Mom. Yeah, <laughs> I, have, I have a great life up here. I'll I just, find I, someone. I'll find someone. I thought the gimmick was to make it horny, though. A horny segue for Tope. That is that, a, yeah, that's also true. That's a product I would buy. Horny segue. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, uh, uh, I think we all know how it balances. <laughs> uh, great. Well, on that note, um, yeah, we're all here. Um, uh, I'm going to do my best to kind of keep this thing in line. Uh, I'm going to do my best to derail it. <laughs> Let's talk about horny segues. <laughs> so where does the horniness you are, come in? It? You are way too of an too much of an irresistible force. <laughs> That's right. To not be unmovable. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying gyroscopes. Let's think about it. <laughs> Kaleidoscopes. Okay, sure. Uh, speaking of uh, kaleidoscopes, weird lighting. Anybody watch Raw this week? Oh boy! <laughs> no. Oh boy, Mullet, Mullet, come back. Was it the? Is this where? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Yowie Wowie. What's his name? Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. <laughs> no, his name is Yowie Wowie forever. <laughs> Bray Yowie Wowie Wyatt. I saw his return. Uh, the camera work needed a, a little bit of, of of help, but that's okay. The mask looks fucking sick because apparently. The guy who did the mask is uh, Tom Savini, who's the guy who does like all the best horror He's makeup. He's done masks for them before. I yeah. want to say I think he did the Bludgeon Brothers masks. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. So like, but he's a guy that does like if he's Texas just like, massacre up in the regular fold now, yeah. Like the same way like Wildcat Belts is for yeah. like all their titles and shit like that. Like, yeah, that's not a bad that's yeah. not a bad contract. I mean, go like look at that mask and you're like, that's a scary fucking mask. The thing I like about it is it's very it it fits 
it fits on him well. Yes. You know, it's yeah. not like loose hanging off or whatever, which gives me hope that he'll actually be wrestling in it. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Because I don't... Some kind of weird next level lucha type shit. Like. Yeah. Because this is a weird thing to say. I'm kind of done with his face. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You're right. <laughs> Come to think of it, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a snide like comment to give someone. You know what? I'm done with your face. Well, just like with the way that he utilizes it with the character of Bray Wyatt. It's, I mean, it's the same thing with like the laughing. Like, yeah. Yeah. You yes, I understand you're a villain and you maniacally laugh, but like you're doing it too much, and it sounds like you're just you're constantly being tickled. <laughs> That's a, like maybe if we are truly moving away from a PG era, maybe we can start giving Bray Wyatt some more you know some more teeth, so to speak. Yeah, give him more teeth because like more blood. <laughs> Cause, like, yeah, if all he's doing is like laughing maniacally and then never getting to do maniacal things, mm-hmm. then it's like okay, well, who actually cares? Right. Yeah, the most. Can anybody, let's all go around and say the most maniacal thing you can remember Bray Wyatt doing. Okay. Tope? Uh, that, that's a great question. Maniacal thing that he did. Uh, he's probably killed someone, right? No, no, no. But I mean like on WWE television. I would say. <laughs> oh, I was mean? talking about, I was talking about not Bray the actual guy, not even, <laughs> not, not even the character. No, I, well, I mean, it's on document, it's on court record that he's, Bought in, he's bought many, many horses. So that's that's one maniacal real life thing. The most maniacal thing I could think of is he made that child sing to John Cena. I was just about to say the same thing. He had a kid cult. Kid cult. Yeah, kid that's, cult. That's that sounds fun. That's bad. No, that's bad. I would start a kid cult. No, Spencer, don't <laughs> don't in, unless you're a kid. Here's the ground rules for kids. Well, it's a place where kids can be kids. <laughs> it, isn't that a show on Disney Channel? Kid Colt? Kitty Colt. Kid, Kitty Colt. Kitty Colt sounds way worse. <laughs> uh, he, well, he did kidnap a future mayor one. So I think that is... That, that's up there. That was like, kidnap Kane. That was like mm-hmm. one of the first things that they did. On the, that yeah. was the first thing they did on the main roster. <laughs> it's just going to be interesting to see... like. Are they going to explain the all the you know vignettes and everything like that? Like, are yeah. they going to explain that, or is it just going to be like Jericho when he came back and all the vignettes of like the kid in the classroom meant nothing? Yeah, that that one, the second one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is the correct one. What I would like to see them do is to you like have Firefly Funhouse be used as like a like. A, a rotating segment, you know, so it's like still regularly in the rotation. Mm. Like maybe it's like every other two weeks or something like that. Yeah. But like, so that way you don't fucking wear him out in front of a live live crowd because, as we've been saying about this whole thing, and then he's gonna have to wrestle. Yeah, as a way to just kind of like protect him. You like, know what they a, should freaking do? Like, oh, I just saw this idea because you can't have him come out. So he he comes out and he, he kills Finn Balor, right? Yeah, Obviously, yeah. we know Finn Balor's not dead. Just, sure, 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 sure. What if he just straight up, like, they don't ever say it, but they just feed jobbers to him where he, like, basically kills them. You know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't actually so, like, do it. Back in the day when The Undertaker would beat jobbers on superstars and then put them in an actual coffin. fucking body bag. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, just like, come out and just be I remember like, seeing that shit as a kid and being, like, that shit will scare children. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. But make it, like, a Firefly fun, Funhouse body bag and make it, like, sure. confetti and shit. <laughs> well, sure. That, <laughs> or like a pattern on it or something like but that. Like, like, imagine, imagine him like yeah, 
the jobber's out there. Like he interrupts a match. It's like a jobber versus like our truth or whatever. It doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, let's get out. He's in the ring. They do the crazy strobe shit like they did with Finn. The whole yeah. thing with Finn. But then he hits sister Abigail and then grabs a guy by the ankle and just drags him out of the ring and up the ramp and just backstage. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I'm putting like a real skinny little like uh, Fran- Juan Francisco de Coronado. Sure. Um, I mean, with all of that, and then he's going to have to wrestle. But yeah, that's sure. still like, yeah, that's just give him cool shit to do in between papers. Yeah, it's cool shit. Yeah. Fun, scary, cool shit. Yeah. Um, that, but that's always my thing. Like what since they started this fun housing, it's like, what is the what is the best case scenario? It's hmm. a huge playpen to play with. But it's like. Like we've been saying, eventually he has to wrestle, which which sucks. But it's like, how does this end where we're not eight months down the line and it's what we had two years ago? Like, there's any way that's possible? You could do fun. It's the, the the thing they need to do is like start breaking the mold of like what wrestling is. Because like, what's the on AEW? What's the uh, the cre- the Darkness Brothers or whatever? Oh, the Evil Dark Uno, Order. The Dark Order. Yeah. So they got like all those like weird minions that come out and mm-hmm. they don't. You know, creepers. The, the, they call creepers. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what if Bray Wyatt had his, like a like an army of creepers who would like do his bidding for him, and then he would like he was like the final boss, sort of. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. like anytime, like he'd be like, okay, cool, you want to match with me, Finn? Like, cool. Kind of like Raven's t- flock. Yeah, so, sort of yeah. like Raven's flock. Yeah. So like, yeah, you can you can fight me, but you're gonna def- you're gonna fight through these five guys before you even like every match will be like a Raven's rules match. But like you have to fight my jobber first, mm-hmm. and if you beat him, then I'll wrestle you. It's very video game. Yeah, it's like a video game. Yeah, yeah, he's Goro. <laughs> yeah, you know, and the, I don't know if people. Uh, that's I an mean, interesting thing they could try to do. To well, get that's the, the thing is they give themselves very outside of the box, creative, yeah. like like interesting like things to start out with, and like cool little character nuances and stuff like that. Right, and then. Mm-hmm. They just stop because it has to fit into this a wrestling program, program right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I feel like like there is precedent for that shit happening. Totally, like, why like not? fucking Kevin Sullivan back in the Florida yeah. Territory days was a goddamn Satanist. Uh, yeah, an actual, actual Satanist, right? right. With well, and, <laughs> and then if you want to talk video game shit, I mean, uh, like Glacier, Glacier was wrestling and doing shit, and what's yeah? Well, I kind of fell off. There. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't commit, right? Well, that's the thing is. They didn't commit. Yeah. You can't be half pregnant. You just gotta fucking go. And if it's gonna yeah. be dog shit, it's gonna be dog shit. Don't be scared yeah. of it being one of the worst things ever. Wallowing That's the only good shit. thing about Vince Russo. He wasn't scared about it go. being the worst thing ever. Yeah, there you go. Uh, did anything else happen on Raw? Uh, that was like I mean, the since- big takeaway. Since we started, like, since the last time we recorded news, uh, the club yes. is back. The club yeah. is back. Uh, Extreme Rules happened. Undertaker is, we hopped in the fucking rejuvenation coffin. Yeah, yeah. the, the Rachel Ghoul, like, yeah, Lazarus Pit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do, you think, do you think this is what happened? Like, he wrestled the match in Saudi Arabia and was like, fuck, man, that sucked. And then was like, I gotta bring myself back. One, I think 100% that's what happened. Because yes. okay. he yes. showed up. Two, I think he wrestled before his bedtime. And yeah, the first match on the card. A lot. Yeah, he wasn't. He hadn't had a sleepy time tea yet. I had to leave for a, a show just as as Extreme Rules was starting, and just before I turn it off, like fucking Roman comes out. I'm like, this is happening first. Yeah, that's so good. What the fuck? I'm glad it happened first because it's the kind of thing where like if if Taker's the last match, it's like, oh, who cares? It's always like, right. like I yeah. just don't care. Right. So having come out first was like actually like 
cool. Like it was refreshing. Yes. You don't, you don't, you don't expect it. And it kind of makes, cause it's, since he's such a big deal, it kind of made like the, the main event more interesting. Well, cause you, cause then you were just like, Oh, well then what is it going to be? Exactly. And it's like, Oh, I guess, I guess the, ch- uh, the universal championship is going to be in the main event. Right. Huh? Novel. Right. But it would be <laughs> more novel if it were the fucking WWE championship. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, exactly. yeah, Toby, what were some of your takeaways from Extreme Rules? Uh, it's so many just great matches, like uh, on the offset, like on the start of it, because you got you got um, Ricochet versus AJ, you got Kobe versus Joe, like matches that I've wanted to see for a long time. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, the main event wasn't as bad as I thought, or I cared about it more than I thought it was going to. Yeah, like. Good, like Lacey and Corbin should not be in the main event, but good on them for the last three months for trying their hardest. And they tried. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, did they try? <laughs> they, they fucking tried. And Corbin will go back to whatever the fuck he's doing. But yeah, but I guess the biggest takeaway is that with all these feuds ending, it's like, I guess what's SummerSlam gonna be? Well, I feel like that picture is kind of shaping up. Uh, Seth and Brock are going right. to be at it again. Sure. Um, I feel like they've kind of already established that like Seth can't really beat Brock. Like He beat him using like Sutterfuge. You know what I'm saying? Like Brock's Mania? Yeah. At Mania. Yeah. So it's like... Uh, well, that's just the only way they book Brock. That's, yeah. like, that's the thing. That's, that's, that's a blanket thing. statement for everybody. It stinks. It's like, okay, yes. well then... If Brock truly is the best in the world, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, then who cares if everyone else has the belt? Because really, they're just pretenders to the throne if this guy's so unbeatable. Right. So kind yeah. of, it kind of puts a, a damper on things a little bit. Mm-hmm. He should go away. Yeah. And, and unless they yeah. want to really, truly, like, have Seth beat Brock. Yeah. And it could be like a knockout, drag out, you know, like a bloodbath. But I'm having flashbacks to back when Taker still had the streak mm. and we would use that as a device for like, if you want to really solidify somebody, if you really want to like right. fucking <laughs> put someone over golden right. and it just feels like it's like it transferred over when Brock yeah. beat taker and now taker or Brock's just been this for years. And, and yeah, we've just been spinning our, our wheels just mm-hmm. like, well, the first person that like convincingly beats Brock, right. You know, it's like, all right, well, has anybody, the only people who's beaten Brock since then have been, what, Triple H, Goldberg, Seth. Did, I don't think Cena ever beat him after that. Not after that, no. I, th- I think I think that's it. And then Roman. just like a bunch of Roman. I guess, you know, mm-hmm. now I'm thinking about, now that you mentioned Goldberg went in, it did remind me of that match. Like, it, like Brock is, his Achilles heel is like his own... Um, like, buying his own bullshit, I guess. Like Hubris? Hubris is his Achilles heel, yeah. Because, like, he, he could have beaten Goldberg in that Final Mania match. Mm-hmm. But because he didn't take them seriously, Goldberg beat him. So, there, there is weaknesses that he has. They just, WWE hasn't really, like, exploited them. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, exploited that for a story other than the one time ago. Well, the story that I've liked the most is the one that they actually were acknowledging when... Fuck, who was the last... Fucking A. The last, like, smaller guy to, like, face Brock. Like Finn or... Yeah, like, basically, they're... D- they're... Daniel... Or Daniel Bryan? Yeah, but, yeah. It was Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Basically, the argument was, like, your track record against smaller dudes and more athletic yes. dudes is, you know, like, 
not it's as good. Like than they, it should be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like they gave you a run for your money. You're not, you're not out taking there in five Exactly. Uh, so that's been the most interesting one yeah. to me. Um, that's true. So there, yeah, there's, they, they definitely like it's there for the taking. Like yeah. they've established that this is his weakness. Yeah. Just got uh, pull the trigger at some point. Yeah. Also, because how long are we really going to talk about Brock Lesnar? No, <laughs> and have fun with it. Uh, yeah. The epitome of fun. Uh, the New Day are six-time yeah. tag team champions. Kofi uh, two belts. Technically, Kofi <laughs> two belts. Uh, this was the first time that the combination of Woods and E won the title. That's cool. Um, yeah, yeah. They're I'm I fucking cringe anytime someone like talks about breaking up the new day it like bums me out yeah and like that story is there to be told but they're that's it feels like they've maybe maybe just reached like past the halfway point of their the story of the new day yeah as you just yeah you like know? if if they want to like pull the trigger on that story like they they absolutely like if they do it now they waste like several years you still have so much more taffy to pull on yeah that. And it's like they, they went four and a half years without any of them winning a single title, and they just got that now. So mm-hmm. from that alone, it's like, let's, and may, maybe like in like six months or a month, give Woods like the U.S. title, and then have yeah. Kofi and Big E team for a little bit. Like, there's still so much to do with that team. And mm. hey, what's crazy? They're still fucking entertaining. Yeah, they're still entertaining. Have... That's the thing. Like, yeah, they're still way entertaining. Like, there's no reason to do anything else different. And it's also just a great model of. Just friends supporting each other, right? And like through without being everything, lame. yeah. Without it being like, like I got just, your back, man. Like, yeah, it's just like the the through line of just how they interact with each other. Yeah, like real human beings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, somebody reposted the uh, the backstage uh, Bjorken uh, interview. <laughs> it's. It's just incredible that they've just been able to be that fun and entertaining together and that and have that much chemistry with each other for over five years now. I was I was about to ask, like like when you look at stables, it does it doesn't matter if it's, you know, three or four or five, but think about stables that have been together longer than five years. Nobody's straight away from a pack. Or like yeah, there has break there up and come back and joining. Stuff. Like just think about that. Yeah, like I, I'm starting to. I want to try to have like in the moment appreciation for like between the new day and the Usos. Yeah, that was the next thing I was going to like. Yeah. Without those two, there would be zero tag division. And then like to be able to like pepper in for a good th- what three four year run of the bar. Uh, and like the revival here towards the end, um, you know, you had some, uh, with the Wyatt family, you had a lot of great three on three matches, the shield sprinkled the shield in there into that like whole era of just like tag team and then trios wrestling that they had. It's like, Oh man, those two are the, those two teams are the fucking cornerstones. Um, they're also the ones also, that are the most realistic. Like and, just ha- that's how these two brothers would act together in real life. It's how these three friends would act together in well, real life. Not, they weren't always like that, though, because they used to be, like, very fucking, like, colorful and cheesy and shit. And then... But in real life? 
No, 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 no. That's what I'm getting at. But, oh, so that's what I'm saying. Well, I didn't like, care about them before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but it's yeah, only until they started. The like, fact yeah. that both of these entities have been able to like reinvent themselves New Day. multiple times. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and that's just, again, that's, I mean, we see that fucking over and over and over again. To the, just this reinvention and like keeping yourself fucking fresh. Like which, Jericho. Like. Exactly like Jericho. And that kind of reminds me of something I want to talk about a little bit later that I'm worrisome about. Hmm. Um, but yeah, any other. Oh, uh, fucking uh, Finn dropped the IC title to Shinsuke Nakamura on the pre show in a <sighs> TV length match. Yeah, they, they took what could have been like. A whole story? Well, not only that, yes, absolutely that, but also like what I'm—I don't know if they ever did it or not, but like a Wrestle Kingdom-worthy match, sure, like a potential main or second main event match. Put it on the pre-show and just had it done in ten minutes. This is like, why did y'all squander what could have been like an eight-month? Was it not even? Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. I'm just saying, like, this, yeah. if there's a New Japan storyline, which it could have been, right. you know, yeah, six, eight years ago, uh-huh. whatever the fuck it was. Crazy. Yeah. Just so crazy. I mean, like, appara- uh, reportedly, uh, Finn has asked for some time off, but that's not until after SummerSlam. Okay. So he still could have done a little something there. Yeah. Yeah, that shit was wild. Mm. I mean, at least he gets Shinsuke back on TV. Yeah, like, if it's going to be to anybody, like, okay, cool, but, yeah. I don't know, man. And it was just added, like, last minute. It was, like, the day of they added it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because yes. they yeah. added it to SmackDown just like a non-title match the day of. Okay. Uh, and then Shinsuke like dominated Finn. And then that got added day of as well. So, so it was like, okay. Uh, okay. That's so crazy. And, and what was the other? I, Go ahead. That's what I was saying. Like, I'm okay with that. If it's like, okay, now we're going to push Shinsuke to the moon and make him main event in the next six months. But right. no, it's like, oh shit, someone's leaving. Uh, let's give a rub to uh, you, you, you go. Uh, and then, He'll lose to Ali probably next month at SummerSlam or something. I mean, I probably actually, yeah. I will say I do like the uh, on paper, just kind of like where these secondary titles are now between the IC and the US title. Like they're with upper mid card. Mm. No, they're with like up like main event. You should be main event, yeah. Because uh, AJ has the US title, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it's like it's it's elevating the title in that aspect, and then yeah, like that's how you kind of book an upper mid card. When you, especially when two, you have a, sorry, go ahead. Especially when you have that much fucking talent on your roster. Yeah, I was about to say they're with the two men who were fighting for the WWE Championship. Mm. But was it two years ago at summer at WrestleMania? Yeah, was and it two years yeah, ago? yeah, Jesus. And yeah, that's something you could always oh, like God. just slot them back in there and stuff like that. Uh, now, I love that they're only apparently utilizing New Japan talent for the, for those belts because it's like oh Shinsuke, Finn, Ricochet, fucking AJ. Like, yeah. Okay, cool. The club um, on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Did, I, did anybody see the thing about Brian Alvarez and that it's the same two and a half years ago yeah. that it is now? What is? Uh, two and a, a half lot years of ago. Yeah Brock, yeah, Brock is Universal Champ. New, New Day is SmackDown Tag Team Champions. AJ is the U.S. Champion. And uh, Bray Wyatt was feuding with Finn Balor. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this time, nobody gets sick. What goes around comes back around. God. Um, <laughs> never mind all that shit. Let's talk watch along. Mm. Oh. Oh. Sorry. I just <laughs> orgasm. Uh, so... <laughs> 
I was doing a show during Extreme Rules. Uh, I think Spencer was actually watching Extreme Rules. I was watching it live. Uh, I don't know. It sounds like from our Discord, which you could be a part of for $3 a month on our Patreon, patreon.com slash arcade audio. It sounds like from the Discord, y'all were heavily paying attention to the watch along. So by all means, feel free to hit us with the highlights. So for me, I started watching the very, I think the very first one was Elimination Chamber. And for those who don't know, it's basically Pat McAfee and a collection of wrestlers coming in and out, either like after their matches or sometimes before their matches. uh, And just kind of watching along with, you know, Pat McAfee. And it's the, I mean, the greatest moment, maybe the greatest moment so far, watch along was Corbin comes in before his match. So, you know, he was fucking focused and he comes in with a kendo stick and he convinces Matt Hardy to hit Pat McAfee in the back with a kendo stick. Now, this I saw. Matt Hardy does that. That was fucking. That was a Sean Sabir's esque hit because he just oh. hits the shit out of his back. <laughs> McAfee is sweating for the next like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is Jeff Jarrett walks in and McAfee is like, Yeah, I took a fucking kendo stick to the back. And Jarrett's like, so who gives a fuck <laughs> oh wow <laughs> you did one wrestling thing good for you and he just shit on him and pat's like no i'm not like you know i'm like one of you guys now and it's like no you're fucking not i'm jeff jarrett <laughs> i think i think my favorite part of it was adam cole was in there and him and the street profits were kind of you know doing a little jawing back and forth as so and then mcafee just kind of chimes in on Cole's side, he's like, yeah, Undisputed Era. And Cole just goes, shut up, Pat! <laughs> I love he's having a, Adam Cole in there. He's a, the Donnie from uh, Big Lebowski. Over yeah. He was, uh, he was having grapes fed to him by the Iconics. Adam Cole was, yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> I love when Owens won his 17-second match. After beating mm. Dolph Ziggler, he made a beeline for the watch-along room and just, like, jumped on Adam Cole in celebration. <laughs> <laughs> there uh, there was one part of it where, uh, I think it was during the Revival Newsos match, there was, like, a kind of, like, a scary fall. I actually wasn't watch at that point, was just watching the watch-along, so I didn't actually see the fall. <laughs> <laughs> Which lets you know how much I care about Extreme Rules. But McAfee's like, uh, you guys are in the know. That looked like it wasn't supposed to happen. Was that planned? And everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Of course, it. I mean, it's fucking real. And even fucking Sam Roberts was like, motherfucker, stop breaking kayfabe on this shit. <laughs> and he had to be like, no, 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 I mean, you know, plan like uh, uh, that. Did, you know, they need to do it. Real. Yeah, it, like, but he clearly was asking like, oh, that that's a fucking botch, right? Jesus. <laughs> it's, it's great. Watch If you watch it, get on YouTube, put that on side by side with a pay-per-view and it's just a fucking fun eight hours because that's a pay-per-view <laughs> yeah and they're all just like eating catering and shit like that it seems very fun um some other things that have happened since we last recorded a news podcast um as has been appointed uh, executive directors of uh, raw and smackdown has been paul Heyman and eric bischoff it uh, feels like Eric Bischoff's not going to start his duties until like four months from now, but I guess that's <laughs> the plan. Um, and they've really taken a, uh, a a hard turn into, you know, uh, veering away from PG content, as it were. 
and there's a lot more it's a lot more potty language it's gonna take more than that i i think and i hope you know what i'm saying to turn the product around like it's fun at first was like oh they said shit on tv that's cool and fresh yeah but also just like when you have everyone calling each other bitches right like that's just it feels forced yes and cheap yes well they've already that's all they They've already been kind of doing that anyway, right? Like, that's like the ultimate insult. Like, if Roman Reigns is like in a feud with somebody and they have like some actual, like, well articulated, you know, put down to him and he yeah. just comes, comes back like, well, at least I ain't a little bitch. Right. And it's, and it's like the ultimate trump card. Yeah. <laughs> and now it has, but it's happening far it's, more yeah, often right okay, now. Okay, sure, sure. Yeah. It's like maybe every other fourth segment. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, that's no good. But it's, but. It, but it's going to be tough because if you think about it, when you compare it to the Attitude Era, you can't do all of the the women's bra and panties matches, things like that. You can't you can't do those because well, you would hope so, huh? I said you well, would hope well, so. And that's, 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 you, you, you would hope that's, so, yes. But but not only that, but you can't you can't do that. There's not going to be a whole bunch of excessive bleeding that there that there used to be because no. you know guys aren't going to cut themselves. Um, so if you take away all those. What do you really have that you could take it out of the PG, except Constantly. for curse words well, and foul language? I'm, I'm not saying don't curse. I'm saying like, m- like have it mean something when you yeah, do, right? You know, like I think when Graves said "holy shit," I, I I think it really helped sell. It was yes that agreed more than all the fake pyro going off. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, we're gonna use pyro. Come on, man! <laughs> was so much. It was pretty excessive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe that's what he was reacting to. <laughs> yeah, holy shit! <laughs> We've just had this. It's a lot of pyro. Don't don't tell AJ. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's like, like, allow yourself to use it. Like, yeah, we're not. It's not a hard ban on any of this shit right. anymore. But like, right. like have it mean something. Like, right. have it be what? It's like, well, it's like blood. It's like it's you want to la- use it judiciously. Yeah, yeah. Right. They want to, you, you want to use it judici- judiciously and deliciously, uh, and <laughs> it's got to be like I have no other option. I'm so mad. Oh, I see. So or, it's like a musical, or I'm like, yeah, it's a musical. So the emotions have reached a point where there's no more words, and only I can only use song. Yes, or whatever. Exactly. Or like I, I've been trying to get under your skin for like months now, like you know, calling you a fucking ass slurper. <laughs> Is like the only thing that's going to do it. <laughs> I don't know in what context that would work, but I don't, know, like, I don't know. Let's reverse engineer that booking. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah. So like, it's all well and good to like, like if that indicates that like, okay, Heyman's taking over and he's like making some you know changes, and this is the first you know the tip of the iceberg. Then okay, that's one thing. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, if if you know, like, it's like you're saying, like we found ourselves now with the same exact booking as two years ago. Like that's no good. Yeah. So we need to be, the, the booking needs to be fresher. We need to be taking more chances with like interesting ideas or stories or like letting the wrestlers take the reins a little more, like having the club, like get to do cool club stuff. Yeah. You know, <sighs> like go on field trips or <laughs> have a lock in. Yeah. <laughs> 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 No, going to the point of wrestlers getting to do their own thing, the best thing about WWE right now for me is a fucking 24-7 title, which, funny enough, is the wrestlers getting to book their own shit. 
Mm. And yeah. apparently going to be at Comic-Con tomorrow. Oh, well, God. by the time this airs, we'll probably have a new 24-7 champion, but... How many... Over under... Over under five and a half times Spider-Man's going to be the 24-7 absolutely, champion. <laughs> absolutely thinking it was going to be Spider-Man. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of Spider-Man champions. I, well, I was going to say, who... I'm trying to do some synergy things, like, who from USA could it be? Who could from Fox could it be? And I'm oh. like, fuck, it's going to be like Norman Reedus is going to be the 24-7 champion. <laughs> some, some, some bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not watching the the weekly shows uh, currently. So maybe if I was, I'd I'd be having more fun with the with the 24 seven title. But for me, I don't care about it. It's maybe maybe pretty, it's a lot of fun. It's some pretty fun stuff. Okay. Yeah. J- like, to me, it feels like okay, cool. But like, it's it, because it's so silly. It puts in stark contrast everything else that they're doing. Where it's like, okay, cool. Like we're only going to let the silly thing. Like, we're going to let the wrestlers control this, but otherwise, we're going to do everything else. They are kind of, like, telling a story with it. Yeah. Um, like, with Drake and his, his, his wedding. wedding, and now his ha- elusive honeymoon. Okay. Um, mm. And and then that's also kind of bleeding over into 205 Live, which apparently this week on 205 Live had quite seriously a match of the year between Chad Gable and Jack Gallagher. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It God. was a uh, fucking really good episode. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And then and, like there was a, a really good heated segment between uh, Mike Bennett and Drake Maverick, uh, like bleeding into like just all their sh- like shit going on at home, hmm. uh, and because he's still the GM of of oh, Maverick Five okay. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was okay. Cool. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> it's, you know, go ahead. Tell me. Sorry, no. I was saying I was thinking about like how weird it is that you have Maverick running around like for a twenty four seven twenty four seven title and being all stupid and weird, and then he comes to two hundred five live and he has to be like the serious GM. And I, I remember this idea that Kevin Nash had in WCW that he wanted to do was when wrestlers were in the ring, it was you're watching a wrestling show like it was like. MMA, like you're just watching them fight, and then you'd go backstage, and it would be like a documentary style kind of like um, what was that TV show where it was about a, a late night host? Uh, the, it would basically be like the Larry Sanders show, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Or like or like a Thirty Rock. So like the you Muppets could see these guys being weird, and everything you would see outside of the ring would be like, oh, this is how they actually are, but inside the ring, they're this is their actual persona. So I would like if that was a thing because. Then Drake could be serious on TV and a fucking weirdo in backstage segments. Yeah, it's kind of that's a really cool idea. Kind of what's happening, yeah, especially in the era now where it's like where kayfabe is is no longer a thing. Yeah, they, they could easily be like a, a new style of like some weird cutting edge wrestling show. Yeah, like easily a new presentation. Yeah, a new presentation yeah. of yeah. Speaking of new wrestling shows, hey, uh, <laughs> since we've recorded. I know on the Patreon, uh, Mullet and Augie's immediate reaction to Fighter Fest went up, but uh, yeah, we haven't talked about it together. And conveniently enough, those are the two that aren't here right now. So <laughs> Fighter Fest has happened. Fight for the Fallen has happened. Both uh, AEW uh, follow-up shows to Devil or Nothing. Um, did everybody get a chance to check these no, out? No, it's a, wait, sorry. No, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, I watched them. Okay. Yep. Um, uh, clips, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Darby Allen is 
going places. I know that much. I and I didn't draft him last year, but I he was like in my oh dude. I'm going like, straight up all goth all the time for this next draft. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get some fucking get fucking B Priestley up in the mix. Like, Ooh, yeah. talk about B Priestley. Yeah. Okay. I I probably shouldn't actually. Yeah. Let's not. Um, but uh, yeah, give me all the witchy women. I want all the witchy women. Uh, yeah, so Darby Allen was, uh, is great. I like, he, how old is he? Like 17? He's like, he, for real, he's like 22, right? He's, he's like a 22-year-old skate punk. Which is he's like... born in uh, 97. Stop. So good. It. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Monday Night... He was born after the Monday Night Wars started. So good. <laughs> oh, no. Why would you say that? <laughs> so, like, I, I wasn't... That's that's why they keep saying this isn't no like Monday Night Wars because half their fucking roster wasn't born for it. Straight up, yeah, like Jungle Boy is like probably the same age. <laughs> fucking Marco Stunt. Yeah, oh yeah. Marco Stunt just graduated high school, so God damn it. All right, everyone gather around Uncle Jericho's yeah. story time. <laughs> oh, it's for yeah. real. For real though, yeah. Gosh dang it, man. Um yeah, I mean Fighter Fest was whatever. I don't want to dwell on it too much, but I'll just say Darby Allen was I liked he was a breakout performer of that show for me, even though I thought the match was like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I know a lot of people liked it. I did not like it, but his match with Cody. Um, but I thought the first half of it was boring. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Whatever, that's just me. But uh, yeah, no. What else? What else happened in Fire, Fighter Fest that was uh, worth talking about necessarily? Uh, the I guess the quick, good, bad, and ugly is. You had the Moxley Janela match as the main yes. event. Yes. And the Elite versus Lucha brothers were fucking two very good matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kind of the bad of it was the pre show and the kind of the comedy fallen really fucking flat. Yeah. yeah. That being said, though, I really like Michael Nakazawa <laughs> and I don't think he could ever do anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see I want to see Michael Nakazawa versus uh, Toriano, please. Oh man! Yeah, uh, match of the year for me. Um, <laughs> it's a good segue for a little bit later. Uh, well, it, yeah. What was the then, worst topic? Well, real quick, since you mentioned it, is is Lucha Brothers versus uh, Young Bucks just like AEW's Usos versus New Day, where it's like, fuck it, mm. run it back twelve times. I don't care. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, but gets but, trade the belts, know, whatever. <laughs> well, I think Pentagon should eventually be like. Single the guy. next in line, but if you, if you got something good, fuck it. Pentagon is so charismatic, man. He's such a fucking weirdo. He was on one at Fight for the Fall. Absolutely, he was. I just like strutting around, like yeah, like I had it on. Uh, it was it was the Lucha Brothers versus SCU, and I had it just on my computer at work, uh-huh. and I was trying to work. And when he got in the ring, it was just like I was just transfixed on just. His mannerisms, his yeah, movies. his mannerisms are weird, Fuck. yeah, like but, uh, good weird, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the interaction he had with uh, what's Aubrey, Aubrey Edwards? Edwards, yeah, he uh, he took his glove off and like overhand, like he like what do you call it, like a uh, sky, like, sky hook, yeah, he sky hooks his glove to the referee, yeah. And normally the referee like catches it or whatever, but I guess she dropped it, and the audience was like, ah, oh, that sucks. And then she <laughs> went to put it in her pocket, and instead, Benny was like, no, 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 like give it back. She threw it back. He did the sky hook again. She caught it. Huge pop from the audience. Mm-hmm. Like, what a stupid little thing to be like, no, no, no. Mean this ref, we got to do this. Yeah. <laughs> he was right. And I think that goes to my... The bad part of it is they missed the shot both times somehow. 
They did. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah, like, they're, they repeated they the fucking spot and That's they missed funny. it. And it's, that happened so many times. It's probably good and bad that like particularly these last two shows have been free on Bleach Report Live. Yeah. Because it's lower stakes and they can like make these mistakes and get better. Uh, but at the same time, like you know, you're taking away your barrier for entry. This is a lot of people's first time seeing this. So, like, if this is what they're seeing of the product, right? Uh, maybe not that. Maybe that's not that great. But you know, it, the only thing that matters is when October, when the show, you know, yeah, starts. that's when that really matters. Yeah. Um, yeah. So hopefully they fix the camera problems. Exactly. Uh, I think what Tope may have been getting to at the worst, unless that was it, but also, and we don't have to talk about it too long because Lord knows everyone's talked about it ad nauseum fucking weeks ago, is the uh, unprotected chair shot from Sean Spears to Cody Rhodes. Um, yeah, people didn't like that. It happened, apparently, the, and Mullet said this on the, the, the bonus episode on Patreon, uh, apparently the chair was supposed to be gimmicked. Right. And just like with fucking Triple H's sledgehammer, when they tried to gimmick the sledgehammer, it actually fucking hurt somebody. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, maybe just don't, just don't do that. Like, that kind of brings it back. It's, it's their bugaboo. That's AEW's bugaboo trying to be like, and WWE's bugaboo with all the cursing is like, just don't try to be edgy. Either be edgy or don't. It has to be organic. Yes. You see the opportunity to be edgy. Right. And it's and well, like mankind and Undertaker's Hell in the Cell match. Like that was an edgy match, right? Because they were just naturally doing like we're just gonna fucking go yeah. for it. And I felt that with um, with uh, 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 Ambrose and Janela's match. Yeah, sure. Um, but like, don't try to pre fab your edge. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like Janela and Moxie both. Like I never felt like. Oh, these guys are two guys who are a little out of their element, but they're going to try to push the boundaries. But they really want to like try and be hardcore. Right. Like, no, these we know these dudes are hardcore. And I and this isn't even. They could probably even go like two, three, four times harder they, than this. Yeah, they and were love probably it. told no it's, about yeah. several things like they, fire. They probably reined it in. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, th- that just it's like when you're trying to do shit, like you don't, you can't try that shit. Yeah, it's just got to be on the table. The next logical thing to happen. Right. Well, the thing that stunk about the the chair shot too was the the, the commentary kept being like. Well, that's a fucking uh, uh, concussion. They, yeah, CTE. when they keep reminding you, just like like yeah. fucking CET and shit like that. Yeah. It's like, well, that just keeps that just keeps making me feel bad. Right. Like, Jr., you can't you can't do that. Like, because you're right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and right now, you're, you're throwing them under the bus by doing this. And I know it adds an element of realism. It does when you what, to acknowledge it because right. otherwise, if you don't do that. People on Twitter are just going to be like, "Well, here's that's all they're going to be." Here's the thing: about. there's two there's two ways you can take it, right? Like, let's say you're somebody who doesn't know about kayfabe, you think it's real, right? Mm-hmm. So, if that's the kind of person that this happens to be, which doesn't exist, Jr. saying that, you're like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, Sean could have given him a concussion, man. That's crazy. I can't believe he did that." But everyone knows kayfabe isn't real. So when Jr. says he could give him a concussion, that's us going, "Oh, the uh, the young bucks and Kenny and Cody approved this getting concussions." You know, so it's like JR kind of throws mm. the product under the bus. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, which he rightfully should. They shouldn't be doing that shit. Right. Yeah. I think, I think they've learned their, hopefully they've yeah. learned their lesson from like the negative reaction to that. Yeah. Yeah. Like you could do headshots, but the kind of headshots where you get your hands up and it's yeah. really your hands that are taking the damage. Yeah. That's fine. This wrapped it, around his fucking head. It was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always weird to me. I'm thinking about that now. It's like, 
to be like, oh, that's going to give him a concussion. It's like, then what the fuck's a DDT supposed to do? Like, that's yeah. your head in kayfabe. That's your head going into the mat. Maybe, mm. maybe get a little bit loopy or, a, you know, a punch to the head. Like, that's the same. It's a good point. But it's like, oh. All of a sudden, it's like, oh no! This chair. This is the only real thing there is. Right. Yeah. Well, it's like when uh, everything should be Saturday morning slam. <laughs> they cut away from any punches to the head, <laughs> any head stuff in general. Uh, but for real, Saturday morning slam slapped. Saturday morning slap. That's a bad. <laughs> never mind. Don't. That's do what that. I do. Um, <laughs> but you know, it kind of it kind of reminded me. Or this reminds me of when uh, Adam Page had his match. Who did Adam Page fight? He it was like a four way match, right? On fight for the fallen. On fight for the fallen. Yeah, that was uh, Kip Sabian. Oh, it was yeah, a one on one. It was yeah, a, okay. Yeah. So he had the match. You know, it's a wrestling match. There was you know some punches and shit being thrown, but obviously since it's wrestling, it's you know less of an impact than it seems like it is. And then Jericho comes out uh, in the guise of one of these uh, creeper fellas, and I guess what happened. I don't. From what I can understand, from what it seemed like was when he gave him a code breaker, maybe he like accidentally made contact with uh, Paige's face. Mm. Because his face was fucked up looking, man, like immediately. Yeah. And so, I don't know, it kinda, it's getting hurt like that is kind of kayfabe breaking a little bit, where it's like, oh, no, he actually got hurt. Like, well, <laughs> like from this one. Even in WWE, like in the last however many years, like that's the only way people yeah. will like get color right, is right. the hard way, brother. Right. Uh, like fucking Lesnar Orton. Right, with the elbows. Like, Or, yeah. you know, same thing with fucking uh, uh, Reigns. Lesnar Reigns, too. You, like, fucked him up pretty bad. Sure. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, I don't like... I just felt bad because it was like, oh, it was just like, it was an accident. It wasn't supposed to happen. Or maybe it was the juice effect that did it. I don't know what it was. Right. But just, like, immediately, like, had this huge welt on his yeah. face. and was, like, bleeding. And yeah. I was like, oh, I feel bad. That sucks. <laughs> I, I I think he said it was because Brad was being the lead or like uh, the road or the road to all out, but I think it was a kick to the head that did it. Is that what it was? Okay, like when he first ran in, the first or second kick. Oh he no, got busted open. It wasn't <laughs> Jewish effect because that was way too fucking slow for it to okay. hurt anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that move's not great. <laughs> it's, oh, it's oh, it's so like and like I think we've said this on the last show like. It can look really good. He's not the guy to do it. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, it's like anyone can like throw a knee, but then you watch King Omega throw some knees, and you're like, holy shit, he'll take your head off. Like, there's you can do, uh, you can make it your own and make it look like really impactful. But yeah, yeah, I guess he hasn't really found it yet. Yeah. I would like to take this moment right now to request anybody listening to create uh, a video, a compilation, even if you will, of. Luchasaurus chucking around <laughs> the Jungle Boy, Marco Stunt, any combination of the boy, a boy, and his dinosaur. With, of course, our trademark and over as hell. <laughs> yeah, that was still the show for me, I think, was the yeah, Luchasaurus and uh, Jungle Boy, and then featuring Marco they're, Stunt. They're, they are. I didn't care first, but then I saw them work together, and I was like, oh, actually, this is real. They are traditionally yeah. over. Yeah, straight up. Oh, to, my God. To the point when they were, at the end of the show, when they were delivering the big check. Yeah. It was like the EVPs, and then Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, he's got a master's degree. I guess so. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he keeps saying. Hell, I have a master's degree. I tell everybody. <laughs> um <laughs> so 
maybe they have a good long-term plan here. Uh-huh. Maybe they don't. Maybe uh, my dumb ass is on to something. But is it me? Or is Kenny pretty cooled off right now? He's real cooled off. Yeah. Real cooled off. He's kind of wearing, you know, all the same stuff he wore in New Japan. And, like, if there's ever a chance to reinvent yourself yeah. this could have been it there's he's he's gonna have to do something soon he, he's proven that he can reinvent himself in the past uh you know coming over to new japan and then you know joining the bullet club and being a completely you know different type of heel uh something that he wasn't used to so he's shown that he has he has certain range one way well, you know what it might be? Because I, I felt the same way about Okada. When, when Okada lost the belt and then he was doing his, like... Sad boy. His sad boy thing for a few months. It, it took me a little while to kind of, like, warm up to a little bit. And right when I was, like, being like, okay, I guess I get it. He, like, found his mojo again and came back to being, like, the Okada we know and love. And I was like, fuck, yeah, I was there for it. And, yeah. like, yeah, like, Okada's my boy right now. Yeah. And well, so, it just kind of got shows, like... Sometimes you maybe got to, like, put it away to bring it back. Right. You know, so. that kind of stuff. So maybe that's what it is with Kenny. Because I, I feel the same way where I'm like, I don't even feel like he's, like, cool anymore. Yeah. Like, he was giving, like, the, the sign-off speech or whatever. And I was like, this is kind of lame, dude. He was, like, dude. mumbling and stutter, like, stuttering through it, basically. Yeah. Like, he was not stutter, mumbling or stuttering. He was, like, stumbling For, through it. Yes. He didn't seem as confident as uh, he normally would be. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It was weird. There, Like, there's something off with his mojo and... It could just be like, yeah, he's gone through so much change in the last, like, six months. But, well, that's the thing. is like, nothing's really changed, though. Like, he's not in New Japan anymore. Life, yes, a lot has changed. That's what I mean. But, like, presentationally, it's, like, kind of been the same thing for the last uh, so, yeah, year I see and a half, two years. I'm just saying, like, in terms of, like, storytelling or, or whatever, like, all of a sudden, like, that year-long saga with him and Okada, that's just out the window. Yeah. Like, that, so there goes all that work he was working on. So he's got to figure out, he's got to start, start from scratch, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's going to be real interesting going to all out. It's like two yeah. guys who can't really afford a loss between him and Moxley. That's like some one of those two are going to have to fall a little bit lower than I think you'd want one of those two guys to fall. But I, that's, well, I think that's the issue people are going to realize about just wrestling in general. Not everyone can be the main yeah, event every true. month forever. Some things they could do, like they probably won't do a time limit draw because I think that would be unsatisfying. They could do, like, a run-in or something, which, I, I don't know. That's another thing you want to use judiciously. And Otherwise, you turn to WCW. The right person and, yeah. yeah. You know, it's the kind of thing where, like, if they had, like, a run-in, and then, let's say it's this. Like, the, the who are the creep fellows? All the creepers? Creepers. The, cre- the, oh, the, the Dark Order. The Dark Order, yeah. The new Dark Order. The, yeah, the Order of the Phoenix <laughs> comes in and just, like, wh- whoops the fucking piss out of both, both of, them. of them. Yeah. And then they have to work. To, they don't. They still don't like each other. Sure. At all. They but they have to work together to defeat you know Uno and the uh, the other guy. That's something. I'm just saying. Like that's something. Like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And then you buy yourself enough runway to put them in different programs or something, and then revisit mm-hmm. the feud later when they've both you know yeah when they both could afford a loss. I don't know. Do they have any other like special shows after All Out before no. like they're television deal is supposed to start isn't it supposed to start like near the end of the year no i think it's october isn't it yeah yeah they don't yeah. have any they haven't announced anything between all out and 
their show, but they did. I think Tony Khan said on Stone Cold's podcast that it's going to be like October. I I have October or something okay. in my head. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's I could, I, Sorry, uh, I, I'll, I'll just get this in real quick. I yeah. can see something like Moxley beating Omega to a point that when the show first starts, like, like you don't like you don't see Omega, like, and then you just kind of bring him back as a big draw. You only see him he, like he's in the rafters. I was just gonna say he's the new Sting. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, slap some face paint on that Canadian bitch I, and let's go. I think it works. I think it works. <laughs> he's fucking straightening his hair every week. Ah, <laughs> oh, I think it's a good idea. Honestly, just have him working around. Like, he could, yeah, he could even like, yeah, like it's like an Okada thing where like he. he loses his confidence and just needs to like yeah. work his way up the card. He loses the Moxley. He's going to be one and two. Right. And like, that's just not what he's used to. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then that gives the, you know, Wins and losses are going to matter. Right. And then this whole time, like, you know, you got this, you got Paige. She's like the, you know, he's the, the golden child of the company. He just gets like rocketed to, you know, the top mm-hmm. of the card. And then by the time Omega works his way up, America's had some time to figure out what his deal is and get on board with Omega. And, you know, then we have Omega versus Page for the championship, you know, in January or whatever. Here's a question uh, I want to pose. Does Page, st- uh, is he at risk yes. of being Roman Reigns right now? The assumption is that he currently isn't already on that track. <laughs> They're pushing him hard, but I think he can talk better. Or if they let Roman talk, that'd be one thing. But yes. with the shackles that Roman has, Paige is better on the microphone. And even then, Paige is an okay promo. He's uh, he's okay. Yeah. Uh, so I think that helps. He seems earnest. He can have good matches. Yes. He's got plenty of partners to have good matches with. Right. But just from a optics standpoint... Like, because even then, like with AEW, you're dealing with an inherently smarter crowd too, mm-hmm, right? So, like, if they see like all the executives' boy getting like, you know, right. all these main event spots and shit right. like that, it's like, it's well, like, all right. Uh, I, I think I think that he's in good hands with Jericho because every time I start to feel like a little bit of lethargy to towards Page, like. Jericho does something to where I'm just like, oh, get him, Paige. <laughs> <laughs> that's valuable. You're right. Yeah. So that's... Yeah, Jericho's doing a good job. Like he even said like when he, he beat up Paige, he was like, yeah, I did it because I, I don't want to lose to him. And I was worried I might lose to him. Yeah. So I want to make sure he's not at 100% when I fight him. Yeah. So it's little things like that that show yeah. me that they're smarter than some people are giving them credit for. Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think when when Roman was initially pushed, he was he was one of the most over guys in the company, one of the best protected, and people were still like, oh, he's still at least a year away. So for Paige to come in and already be there when you have guys like Kenny, like Moxley, mm. I would even put like Cody, you know, ahead of him. I put guys like Pentagon ahead of him. It's Definitely. like. So it's like for him to already shoot up that point, it's like it's kind of like turning it's like turn your eyes on something that people hated just four years ago. Because I don't know if he's that over. I, I, he's talented enough to be there eventually. I don't know if he's that over to be there right now. I th- I think 
because they've had such a small amount of shows and a small batting average, especially to really push it as it gets closer to the TV start of it, you've had to you you had to do it. Now, when the TV starts, if they keep them up like that, then it then to me it's going to start feeling that way. Because I'll, I'll agree. There are men on that roster who I would put over Hangman. But I just think it's a thing of we need to push him strong. And then when he gets to TV, then we can start to even it out. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I think the reason that they're putting Paige in this position is like when, it, when the company first started, in the very, very beginning of the company, they're like, okay, we don't know. Like, we know Paige. We work with Paige. We know his work ethic. We know his skills on the mic and in the ring. We know we can put him in the top position for now in the beginning while we're getting our feelers out there. And he's probably, honestly, he's probably not going to win the championship. It's probably going to be Jericho. Because, you know, oh, yeah. he's, the, yeah, he's the guy people, everyone in America or in the world fucking knows who that is. Yeah. So it's like, cool. We, we you know, we gave Paige the rub, you know, made him look good. And now going into this TV program, we have our, our surfer sting, you know, like our guy we can kind of, you know, He's not necessarily the champion all the time, but he's around. Why, why me? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's the Lex Luger or whatever. Whatever you want him to be, like you know, that's harsh. He's not Lex Luger. <laughs> also, it's like you shoehorning everyone in as Sting now. I everyone's love Sting. Sting. <laughs> yeah, everyone's Sting. Fuck it. Yeah, I love it. But yeah, so everyone's Sting. <laughs> Sting's all right. Um. I, I do think that they're in a... So they, they know Paige, they trust him, and a, they put him in a position for now. Well, I do think they're in a unique creative situation to where they can, in a very meta sense, mm. which you got to be careful with this because when you get too meta, it yeah. just gets fucking dumb. Russo. Uh, but they can string along the storyline to make it appear as though he is going to get all of like, the Roman opportunities and stuff like that. Sure. And then... Next thing you know, you're in a, you're, you're, you are a year and a half in, and it's like, oh, this has all been Chase, and now I really want him to fucking get that title, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? Um, yeah, like he he like where it matters, he does lose. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, 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 because he ain't ready yet. It's sure, yeah. Um, and for what it's worth, they did sometimes do that kind of thing with Roman every now and then. Sure, um, but you know, like however many title reigns later. Yeah. Um, uh, do you want to talk about the women's division at all, real quick, for a sure. Uh, I think they got a lot of really cool, good uh, like pieces to play with in terms of like building blocks. They have a very talented foundation. Super talented. The one thing I'm a little worried about is uh, Stephanie McMahon. I mean, Brandy. <laughs> she's not great in the ring. Just no. like I don't really want. I don't want to watch Stephanie wrestle. But her confidence. Don't get me wrong. I thought that like the human element of Brandy, like her actual like mm-hmm. story she was telling on the behind the scenes shit, really compelling. So it's like. Well, then don't be this weird Stephanie McMahon character. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't know what level of kayfabe they're operating on. Like with Brandy and Cody, I just don't know what's happening. Like, is Cody a bad guy? A good guy? Is he Triple H? Is he they, not? For especially with the elite guys, they've just been serving whatever purpose healer face in the matches that they need to. Right. On a, a, on a on a per show basis, it's a Japanese way of doing things, which I, I appreciate. Well, I feel like once they get the the show started, like it'll they'll solidify into actual sure. like roles. But with that, I don't I don't know. I think it's cool that you know they got Kong doing stuff. Sure, and it looks like we're gonna get some awesome Kong Aja Kong like 
deal going down. I don't know how cool that is. It could be pretty cool. Could it be? Good. Because, like, Aja Kong... I remember Aja Kong fighting fucking... Uh, what's her name? Alundra Blaze in, yeah. like, 93. So it's like, do I need to be seeing, you know, like... Kevin Nash. She was versus like. She was pretty dope in that double or nothing uh, six woman tag match. Sure, sure. I mean, and granted, it's easy to hi- you know hide things in there, but yeah, I'm, I'm not poo pooing it. I'm just saying yeah. like I'm a little like okay, that could be. I don't know enough about either person. I guess. Well, and but the thing the thing that I mostly appreciate about it is that they're also pre- presenting different styles within yes. the women's division. Yeah. Whereas when you look at the women's division on. In WWE, the style itself is very homogeneous. Sure. And, like, that's why people like Io Shirai and Casey Cannizzaro are going to stand out so fucking much. Yeah, absolutely. Because they bring a different style, if they're allowed to wrestle that style, right, right. Uh, to the table. Whereas AEW is kind of already doing that. Right. Because they're able to pull from, like, Stardom or Joshi mm-hmm. or, like, all these other, like, pre-existing... Yeah, totally. Uh, that... Also kind of reminds me of the women's no DQ match that happened. I'm halfway through the Evolve 10th anniversary special. I didn't watch it yet. It's, it's very interesting so far. Uh, and one of the last things I watched on it was a women's no DQ match. This was Shotzi Blackheart. With Shotzi Blackheart and someone else whose name I forget, unfortunately. Uh, it was the fir- my first time seeing them. Um, oh, uh, Brandy, Laurel, Brandy Nicole. Laurel Brandy or something like that. It, yeah, somewhere around there. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Shotzi Blackheart fucking rules. That's what I've heard. Um, she's, she's very punk rock, which I appreciate. Yeah, she's got kind of like that, like fifties biker type of aesthetic to yeah, her. Yeah, she's grimy. She's like Rizzo. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, yeah, grimy. Though. Yeah, yeah. Um, she took this one fucking spot in that match. The, the oh, suicide mm-hmm. What the fuck, man? That. <laughs> yep. Thank God I was watching that at work like late and everyone left because I gasped so loud <laughs> both times I watched it. Because she like scorpions. She like fully scorpions. Like her legs like her. She her heels face t- first into a fucking chair temple. <laughs> <laughs> gets a mouthful of metal. Yeah. <laughs> And then she's very grindhousey. Oh uh, sure, yeah. sure, yeah. Um, yeah, it was fucking gnarly, and she rules. Yeah, and she, she also be, yeah, uh, yeah. was at uh, this Rise oh. show that happened here in Chicago at the Logan Square Auditorium. They had a Pride show at the end of uh, uh, June, mm. and uh, I was actually able to be there backstage filming a bunch of B-roll and stuff with Sarah Shockey. It was cool. Very cool. Um, and yeah, she... Like, go and look it up. She cut, like, a really cool fucking promo. Shotzi um, did? Cool. Yeah. Uh, before uh, a surprise appearance by Effie, who then cut a fucking awesome promo yeah. as well. Um, it, was, it was very fucking tight. But, yeah. Uh, very high on Shotzi Blackheart right now. Cool. And then, aside from that, it was just very weird watching that Evolve special, like, on the network. That would be weird, yeah. Like, Eddie Kingston <laughs> on WWE Network. It's yep. all... Like that, I, 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 I yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to say to that. I, I think there's a world that we, and I think we might be living in it to where, because apparently it's done very well on the network. Good. 
And I think there's a world where Vince watches it and sees Eddie Kingston and how much attitude he fucking had in his promos on that show because they gave him a live mic. That's amazing. On the network. (laughs) I didn't know that. Insane. And Vince sees in Eddie Kingston like, he sees signs? himself like that's yeah. how he sees like yeah I got that much attitude I'm from the streets <laughs> <laughs> like this disillusioned projection yeah. that Vince sees of himself totally totally and fucking just loves him and put like just get him that'd be amazing give me him just, him versus Joe just like, like dude yeah like that's what that match just did it fucking transported me to fucking New York and made me go dude 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 <laughs> uh yeah, because, like, the promo he cut, man, it's a very, like, if if Austin was from the Bronx. Yeah, right, right. It's like, fuck, this is good shit. It's good That's shit. Good shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't, it's, it's, like, such a fucking pie-in-the-sky weird thing. I'm like, yeah. w- w- is it something we would really want? That's who you get to curse on fucking TV, is Eddie fucking Kingston. Sure. He knows how to curse. You know what they could even do? Do, do, do him a, oh, like a one-day contract or something where he's like, we're going to bring you in, give you a live mic, say whatever the fuck you want, and we're going to fire you. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like make him a mic jobber. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yo, what a concept. Yeah, because it's like, I said, look, yep, what a concept. I could use a little fuel myself. <laughs> and we could all use a little. Change. change yeah so <laughs> you see what i'm saying because then it's like all right look we um, we're sorry apologize for that there's we, there's uh, he's a new guy we brought on we didn't know he's gonna break that we we let him go but it's all God. it's kayfabe you know kayfabe the fuck out of it yeah he uh like good for him he's gonna get so many fucking indie bookings and shit like oh, that yeah, like yeah. more than he already gets i love that concept it's cool it's a cool idea i don't i don't know <laughs> if they'd ever pull a trick on something like that it's a pretty well like, they kind of have before. Yeah. I mean, it's pipe bomb-esque. It, it wasn't planned, but... So when the the Nexus made their debut... Are you mm-hmm. familiar with the Nexus? Uh, only in uh, reputation. Okay, so it was all that first class of, of that weird first NXT. Sure. And they fucking stormed the ring and beat the shit out of fucking Cena and Punk and whoever the fuck else was there. Tore the ring up. And Daniel Bryan, well, that's how he made his debut, was cool. through NXT... Took Justin Roberts' tie off, ripped his fucking shirt and coat off, and then started choking him with the tie. And 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 the camera was all up in that shit. <laughs> so it's not like, oh, no. Right. Like, yeah, you don't like it fucking cut away. Right. But they got up in it, and he's choking the fuck out of Justin <laughs> Roberts. And they had just signed a deal with Mattel. Okay. And Mattel's like, we can't do that. <laughs> Fire him. Wow. And it's Dana Bryan. He's like arguably the most fucking over one from that class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they fired him. Awesome. And he went around, did all the indies. What the fuck? Some, yeah. And then they brought him back for SummerSlam. That's insane. Yeah. Did they know what they were doing? They, they knew, yes. They didn't, yes, they did. They, they didn't. Or plan to be in a spot where they had to fire right, him. Right, right, right. But when that, but when it was they one of those things. Push where it's like, shove, it was like, oh, here's what we're going to do, Daniel. Yeah, we got you in a year. We have to do this. Right, right. Three months. Fuck. Go man. do all this shit, and and like he probably made a fuck ton of money. Oh, but yeah, like Cody did when he, when Cody left the building. Yeah, exactly. Company. Yeah, yeah. Um. 
So yeah, I, I was saying that's the first example I thought of as well. It's like a, a fucking joke jobber. But also when uh, Brian Pillman went to yep. ECW for the first time, and he was just like, "Fuck this fucking ECW! <laughs> you guys are all Eric Bischoff." Mark rolled up every last one of you smart marks. I'm gonna fucking piss on all you guys. And then he was like gone to WWF like months later, and it was great. So good. Literally piss. He started to take his dick out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. Yeah. But uh so yeah. Next things that are coming up are SummerSlam, All Out. Uh we're in the middle of the G one right now, but yeah, there's so much wrestling going on. I've I've been. We haven't out. even touched the G1. I haven't been able yeah. to watch any of the G1. Yeah, I saw the first night. That's where I'm at so far. Yeah, uh, I've heard good things about Ishii. I'll say that. Tope, do we have any stand? Do we have a standings update? Yes. So I hand? obviously because people, some people haven't uh, watched the matches. I won't say that, but I let me pull up the stands right now. And uh, if you go to arcadeaudio.net/slash/g1climax. Um, I'll have like the match when I stand ins, but I'll for for the sake of it, we're do like two nights behind. So if you're two nights behind, you can kind of nice. catch up so you're not seeing the winner. Uh, we did have our for, I won't <laughs> say when that is, but we did have our first zero uh, and five night. Oh great! Who was it? But it was mullet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 thank God! Oh, thank but, God! But as the standings go right now, Rich is in first place. That's uh, I'm. <laughs> no, I'm in second. Widdens in third, and Mullet and Spencer are tied for last. Awesome. I I did my like. Mullet sent me a message like, "Hey, dude, I need your G1 picks." And I was like, "Oh shit, that starts tonight, right?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "When do you when do you need them by?" And he's like, "Well, the first match is starting, so." <laughs> <laughs> so I made you know like 90 picks or whatever in like 10 minutes. I with no rhyme or reason, like you know the the little knowledge I had of who the people are. Yeah. Just in terms yeah. of like who they are. No, like, kind of helped that it was like starting in the same time zone that we're in at yeah, least so it, it's it not like help. four in the morning or whatever and you're like oh i gotta do my right <laughs> right but yeah uh, i was i was not looking at like when the matches were in the card when they were facing each other in terms of like at what point in tournament so like yeah i'm, I'm already like so boned uh speaking like, like when i saw that uh well i, guess I don't want to spoil anything but basically the the main event happened of the first night and when i saw when i saw who it was i was like oh well, my pick's wrong because I know who's going to win this based on where it is on the card. And, yeah. and sure enough, I was right, which means I was wrong. <laughs> uh, speaking of picks, and Mullet, if you want to edit this to be at the front of the show, by all means. <laughs> or, hey, this is a fucking, this is a Rip Cammy show. Uh, we're, we're riding fast and loose here, baby. Uh, we're going to do our Twitch picks. Uh, so the theme this month is Caged Heat which means the first two rounds will be cage matches and the finals will be Hell in a Cell, which should honestly be a pay-per-view. <laughs> That's a great fucking concept. Uh, give Mullet the book. Uh, so, Spencer, you get your champ, All Might, which I saw, I ran into a friend that was wearing an All Might shirt. Oh, yeah. Which, oh, a week before, yeah. that just would have been a shirt with some anime man on it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw his shirt and I got mad at him. Yeah, you should. That All Might will never be destroyed or beaten. All Might will never break a sweat. He's if if you haven't gone, go to the Podswoggle YouTube channel and just even even if you don't watch the whole tournament, watch the All Might matches over your lunch break because it takes fifteen minutes. Tops. Who, who was it? Was Insane. it someone in the Discord 
made, and I, I oh, like apologize, I can't remember, a supercut of just all of All Might's matches, which total, I think the video was like a fucking minute 30. I, I think, yeah, each match was like 30 seconds tops. So it's, it was amazing to watch oh him work. Oh, my God. It was fucked up because I missed the tournament, and it was fucked up to watch. Yeah. Hey, if and you don't know, All Might is from the uh, anime. Um, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Fuck you. <laughs> He's the next character that's getting banned. <laughs> well, he's got to lose first. He's going to get stripped at the title <laughs> by Commissioner Jack Tunney. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Spencer, you get your bullshit champ yep. and two other picks. Yep. One from the game, one anything you want. Augie gets two picks, uh, one from the game, anything he wants. Then uh, myself and Tope get one of anything. And Widden, unfortunately, you're out in the cold. Fine, um, I didn't want to play. Yeah, it's okay, you will. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, start with uh, Spencer. Who's your first pick? Uh, in the game, do, do we have access to Raven? Is Raven in the game? Do we know? I don't believe so. I guess no. I guess. <laughs> that's a fair <laughs> guess. Um, well, in that case, let me let me go to my. Uh, I'll think about that in a second. But um, since it's a uh, was it caged heat? Is that the name? Caged of the... heat. So caged. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> so I'm gonna need the first uh, match is a cage, and the second match you gotta throw someone off the hell in a cell. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna go with Triple uh, X Xander Cage. Um, if we nice. can't find Xander Cage, I'm fine just with any Vin Diesel type, you know. I'm fine with Vin Diesel. I'm fine with uh, Dom from Fast and Furious. I'm fine with his character from... Um, Hobbs? No, nah, fuck that. Oh, oh sorry. No, what's His the... character from... Uh, oh, Riddick. Uh, Riddick, yeah. 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 Sorry, I got Hobbs and Shaw on the Yeah, of course. Uh, next would be Augie. Um, Which I can do right now. Uh, he, he has one from the game and one not from the game. And, uh, so one from the game, he asked if uh, Brian Cage was in the game. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Mullet, because, <laughs> because he didn't know what company Brian Cage was in, he will let it slide. So Brian oh. Cage is his first pick. That's I, so funny. I, my, my theory is also that Mullet was just too sick to yeah. fucking record. <laughs> Oh, good God, that's God. Good. Ryan K, Doggy's first pick. Uh, next would be myself. And my pick will be the alligator. One of the alligators from Crawl. <laughs> Actually, no. Jeez. My first pick will be uh, Frank Robb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the man who caught the alligator that was running amok in Chicago. Jesus Christ. The man so, is do sick. Do y'all know about this? So, well, I guess most people probably don't. So just, no, I I described this as like such an old school like tr- like this is the type of story that would happen in like 2015 and before. It was like yeah. a pre- it's so it's so fucking pre-Trump. It just it feels really is good. Yeah. So basically, uh there is an out of nowhere an alligator was just found swimming in a a, a small lake here in uh, one of the neighborhoods yeah. in Humboldt Park in Chicago. This alligator got too big for some idiot that bought it like off the black market or right. whatever. So he threw it in a lake. So there's this like three and a half foot gator just swimming around in Chicago and they ain't supposed Five to be here. Three inches. That's what they said that ain't true. That's it's it's fucking three and a half feet. I could have caught the motherfucker on my lunch break on accident. <laughs> anyway, uh yeah, so they had like a local quote unquote expert, Chicago expert. Try to catch the Bob. thing. It was Alligator Bob. For a week, try to catch this thing. Couldn't do it. 
And so he gave up in shame, and they brought in a, an actual expert from Florida, which means it's just somebody who lives from in Florida, came in and, like, first day caught the dude. Yeah, within 24 hours. Yeah. And so he caught the alligator, and then later that day, uh, threw out the first pitch of the Cubs game, because he's a hometown hero. And then turned on Buckingham Fountain. Did he really? Yeah. God. He's the best. We love, we love this guy. Uh, so, yeah, Frank Robb. Rob with two Bs. Is my first pick. And then, if not Frank Robb, an alligator from Crawl, which is also a fantastic Jeez. movie. We went, a whole bunch, of, whole bunch of Florida gators went to go see that movie. Yeah. We gator chomped every time an alligator killed somebody. It was a grand old time. Uh, next is Topek. Uh, said Cage Heat, man. Let's find out if the Cage Bird sings Larry Bird. See, that's Larry. the pun I was going to use for Raven, you asshole. <laughs> I'm over here trying to think of other bird wrestlers, and, I can, and there goes that joke. The gobbledygooker. <laughs> Fuck! He's not in the game. There's no way. No. Well, shit. If Raven ain't in the game, the gobbledygooker better No, I, I, I pulled up the roster, and I have it here. He is not in the game. Ugh. All right. Well, I don't know why you would tease yourself like that, Wyden, to pull up the roster of full of competitors you can't pick. Uh, Spencer, who's your next? I'm helping out. Damn it. <laughs> Thank you, Helpy Helperton. I don't know. What's a fucking bird person? That's a funny <laughs> thing I can say. Uh, Coco Beware, the bird man. Coco Beware. Is Coco Beware in the game? Did you say Coco Beware? Is Coco Beware in the game? <laughs> also, that's what Frank Rob did to Alligator Bob. Is he fucking alligator cucked that motherfucker. <laughs> Gator cuck. Uh... Shit, man! I don't know. I didn't. I didn't think about this. Is I don't. It doesn't matter. I, I'm just. I could pick nobody. I'm just gonna have All Might win again. Nelly Furtado. She's not on the game. No, but she's like a bird. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, worst. just get Nelly, but uh, make her but a little more festive. Oh, uh, what about um, Scotty Too Hotty? See the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it does not look like it. Jesus Christ! I can't have anything. I, I can't love have your cages. Tan- I can't have heat. I love your tangent, though. Thanks, man. Oh shit! What about Booker T? Harlem Heat. Game he's, Booker T. He's gotta be. In- <laughs> that was gonna be my first pick too. Is he <laughs> not in or, this or if, game? Then give me Stevie Ray. <laughs> 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 Motherfucker! I can't. I can't win. There's right. no way Booger T is not in this game. All right, well, if I can't have heat, give me cold. Give me two cold Scorpio. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> All right, fine, fuck it. Glacier. <laughs> Spencer! This is WCW only, right? <laughs> yeah, it's WCW NWO Revenge. Right. <laughs> okay, got it. Booker T's in the game. Booker T, that's okay. what I'm talking about. A real okay. wrestler. God, we were released from this hell. <laughs> and then uh, Augie's second pick. Uh, Augie's second pick is Cage the Elephant. The band? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, pick one of them. This is literally the conversation him and Mullet are having. Jesus. Oh, yeah, and... pick, pick, pick one unless you can make it a handicap match. Ugh. And if they're not there, he said Nick Cage or any Cage will do. Nick Cage is good. Oh, my, oh my God. If you can't get Nick Cage, get, like, George Washington or something. Like, a founding father. Like, someone who wrote the Declaration of Independence that he steals. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, of course, Mullet's pick is uh, Mr. Satan from Dragon Ball Z. Very fun pick. 
which if you're not listening to Dilettante Ball Z, mm. uh, we just released a couple new episodes on the Patreon. Yeah, Patreon.com slash Arcade Audio. Five hours a month get you... Bonus content from the entire network. Yeah, it's true. Uh, great. Is there any... Oh, uh, we have uh, one... Uh, we have something from the mailbag, and then we can uh, amscray. Cool. Uh, mailbag is from Milldog311 from Eric Miller, our good friend. Subject line, it worked so well last time. Uh, I have been dying to hear some more swoggle talk. As Stefan from SNL, please. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, gosh. Who, who did it? Did we all just do it? Uh, I think it was mostly like you and Mullet. <laughs> oh, perfect. Great. So I've got to shoulder this fucking burden. <laughs> when it happens, when it happens. I'll, I'll go on to read that just also, and we talked, we covered a lot of this. Also, how weird is it that in the past week, we've seen Eddie Kingston on the WWE Network, Dean Ambrose versus Matanza Cueto in a G1 block match, Goldust headline a pay-per-view, and the greatest re-debut in the history of, well... History. Give me Yowie this. wowie. Give me this. Oh. Yeah. Come on, man. How are you going to fucking rob me of this gold? New York's hottest club is Podswoggle. <laughs> <laughs> it's got everything. Eddie Kingston on the WWE Network. Dean Ambrose versus McTonza Quaid in a G1 block match. Goldust headlines a pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> and the greatest debut in the history of history. Yowie wowie. <laughs> and Dan Cortez. <laughs> also, who impregnated Maria Canellas? <laughs> <laughs> Milldog did my job for me. Yeah, pretty much. Do you? Uh, uh, are you familiar with that storyline at all? I know that Maria Canellas was pregnant. Yeah, uh, and she's just basically treating uh, him like a piece of scum. <laughs> Uh, just being like one of the like a, a caricature of like what a pregnant woman is. Well, and also just like yeah. you're not a man. Oh wow. Yeah, that kind of shit. That sucks, yeah. man. That's well, like so Vince. Yep. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, is there any other bits and bops of news uh, you would like to bring to the table, present to the court? Man, man, fuck ROH, man. Don't talk about that shit. Yeah, you know, I don't give a fuck if I know ROH. I agree on principle. Yo, ROH, man, go fuck yourself. <laughs> go fuck yourself. Uh, cool. It's, it's, wait, is Taven still champ? Yes. Yes. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, you know what? Let's update uh, the championship game that we're fucking trudging through. <laughs> oh, my God. God. Uh, I first would like to apologize to my friends for making them do this. Um, so through nine rounds, no one's hit. <laughs> what? Yeah. And because we had a, uh, a title change hands, we had to repick our... We had to repick. So here's, just to give you some context of everyone that we cannot pick for the rest of the year, that, because they've already been picked. Johnny Gargano, Brian Cage, AJ Styles, Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, Braun Strowman, Io Shirai, Tessa Blanchard, Randy Orton, Velveteen Dream, Ricochet, Matt Taven, Rosemary, Jordan Grace, Marty Scroll, Jinder Mahal, Kyrie Sane, Adam Cole, Okada, Kofi, Seth Rollins, Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey, Space Monkey, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, Jay Lethal, Daniel Bryan, Kenny King, Lacey, Lacey Evans, Kevin Owens, Andrade, Adam Page, PCO, Britt Baker, Kenny Omega, Brock Lesnar, Michael Elgin, Baron Corbin, Johnny Impact, Nyla Rose, uh, Pack. 
Disco Inferno, Shane McMahon, Alexa Bliss, <laughs> Chris Jericho, Dolph Ziggler, and Nikki Cross. Now, yes, some of them have won titles, but just not when in the period of time that we picked them. It's frustrating. It's very frustrating. Currently, uh, Tope has stake in Mia Yim. Mullet picked Alex Shelley. I picked Sue Young. Uh, Widden picked Sammy Callahan. Spencer picked Riho. And Tope, or oh no, Augie, picked Sasha Banks. A lot of women this uh, in this one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like we, at a certain point, failed to mention it, but we did add the AEW women's title to this as well. Oh, so, it's assumed. Yeah. yeah. So, like, when that is active, we will be using that as well. Cool. Yep. Yeah, we're going to do it one day. <laughs> if someone gets <laughs> one point, I'll be sorry. We'll hit it eventually. That's, I mean, one point's, oh, God, what if one point and then just, like, the floodgates are open and, like, just shit's weird. <laughs> cool. Anything else? Someone, to, uh... so, someone's got to get one. Somebody. All right. Um, so that'll do it for this episode of Podswoggle. Uh, be sure to follow us uh, any and everywhere you could follow things on the internet Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, check out all of the monthly Twitch tournaments uh, twitch.tv slash Podswoggle. <laughs> uh, subscribe. If you're not subscribed, never miss a thing. Uh, we, uh, on wherever you do listen to podcasts, um, also, uh, <clears throat> be sure to hit up, as we mentioned before, patreon.com slash arcade audio, uh, tons of bonus content, uh, going on over there, access to the discord, uh, which is always popping, um, and a ton of other really cool stuff going on with there. Again, if you subscribe or if you get the bonus content level, you get the bonus content for all of the shows uh, across the Arcade Audio Network, which has recently added a couple shows, uh, Lakeshore and Limbo a few months ago, an RP, a tabletop RPG uh, podcast, as well it's as... It's a cult uh, tabletop RPG podcast. Yes. It's so if you're into like, uh, things like H.P. Lovecraft or Stephen King, you would probably like this. I, I'm not even super into those things or role-playing games. I, I genuinely fucking love this show. Sure. Um, yeah, great performers, fun stories. Really good shit. It's great. And then we just also recently launched a uh, a, a, a fucking history podcast yeah. called Shared History. Learn yourself something. Um, two hosts, Cass and Nat. They, uh, yeah, just fill in those those blankety blanks that you didn't fucking learn about uh, when you went to school. Right. Things they should have taught you about, but they probably didn't. Exactly. Um, that is every other week. And on the fourth episode... Um, we had a, uh, not a call-in, but a uh, kind of like a voicemail from uh, the professional Chicago women's soccer team, uh, Nikki Stanton from the Chicago Red Stars. Yeah. Uh, she called in, told a little story. It was great. Um, and a bunch more fun stuff coming up awesome. uh, there. Yeah. But always keep it locked to ArcadeAudio.net. We're always doing all sorts of cool new shit. Pod Slam. Hey, Rich, how you feeling about Pod Slam? Feeling great. <laughs> uh, Pod Slam. September 21st, live from Chicago, Illinois, from the IO Theater. Submissions are open now. Donations are open now. You know the deal if you've been listening for at least the last year. If you're new, it's a podcast marathon that we put on every year, raising money for Connor's Cure. Our goal this year, it's our fifth year. Our goal this year is $5,000. Yeah. Baby. Don't make us look like fucking assholes, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah. Uh, so keep it locked to that. We'll have more information about how you can uh, contribute and watch along, listen along. Um, if you have uh, a business or a project or anything like that that you want to reach tens of hundreds of thousands of people uh, that will be either listening day of or you know for shows after they release and whatnot, hit us up. We uh, are open for sponsors. So... Yeah, uh, you would send that to podslamlive at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, that's all over the place as well. <sighs> I'm dizzy now. Uh, Witten, <laughs> any final thoughts? Uh, yeet. Correct. <laughs> Thank Spencer, you. any yes. final thoughts? Uh, be pre-slate. Dope, any final thoughts? Uh, apologies to Kathy Kelly. Charlie Caruso, Sasha Banks. Which one do I say? <laughs> I don't know. I thought you were going to say Selena. Oh, <laughs> all I'm going to say is that Eddie Kingston is younger than Finn Balor. That's all I got. That's oh, not true. Oh, that can't oh, be true. Oh, no. Oh, my no. God. No. In dog years? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in Yonkers years, but. That's life. where, yeah. <laughs> Stay off crack, kids. <laughs> Yeet indeed. Yeet. <laughs> cool. You want to sign off? <laughs> oh. This is why I don't host the fucking show, man. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> you can't you can't just give a catchphrase. You can't go, talk about a big yeet. <laughs> That's not how it works, dude. <laughs> uh so for That's a spicy yeet ball. Oh no! We have to open a restaurant now! At least a food truck! Oh, for Widden, for Spencer, for Tope, this is Rip opening up a fucking yeetball stand at, at, at next year's Taste of Chicago. We are swogging off. Yeah! It's next to, next to Pasta Mania. <laughs> What you're about to witness is a man with nothing to lose. Chip on his shoulder, but he's lost with nothing to prove. Nothing to gain, he's not stuck in a lane with just a bucket and chains. They say he's insane. jungle you're gonna fucking die <laughs> can I, Axel, can we try that one again no profanity again please we just we're burning tape here bud <laughs> welcome to this bullshit jungle Lo- i love it gonna- axel sorry i love the enthusiasm but <laughs> welcome to my dick's jungle right, let's just take lunch all right <laughs> thank you for playing arcade audio play more at arcadeaudio.net